Today on the podcast, we are talking about the, the mistakes you're making on your social media. This doesn't have anything to do with your content. This, this is the really the root of social media and the mistakes you may be making. We're also going to talk about how to fix them. But y'all, this came from a conversation I had with a group of social media experts, and we all are in different fields. Um, I'm in travel industry. I, I was talking with one from real estate, fitness, beauty, um, that we all work in different fields, but we are all seeing the same mistakes being made. And so I want to dive deep into this today so that you can fix them and not keep making them. Let's dig in. Welcome to the Social Takeoff Podcast, a podcast for travel professionals who are ready to use social media to help their business take off. I'm Kelly Haysmith, your host. I'm travel agent turned social media marketer who now works with multiple seven-figure travel agencies to help them infuse strategy and create a target social plan. I'll be sharing all of the tips and tricks of the trade, as well as content ideas and trends that you should be using to help grow your travel business. Let's get started. Hey, y'all, and welcome to this episode of the Social Takeoff Podcast. Okay, so last week I did not get an episode up. I'm so sorry. I was, it, it, well, there were just some scheduling mishaps, but um, we're back and on the roll for the month of May. I have to tell you that last week was amazing. I did the content creation, content marketing workshop in Orlando with Careers on Vacation and Wonderless Campus. It was wonderful. It was just, uh, it was a dream come true for me. That's what I really love doing is teaching, if you can't tell by this podcast. So it was amazing, but I am back and ready to get into it for May. And today we are talking all about mistakes that you're making on social media and how to fix them. So I have six mistakes, and this has nothing to do with your content creation. This has to do with the basics of social media, how you're showing up, and that sort of thing. So let's just dive right on in to number one, the the biggest mistake, and this is probably, from a business standpoint, I think this may be the biggest mistake that I see people making. And before I actually dive into it, I said this in the intro, but let me say it again. This prompt, this topic came from a conversation that I had with other social media experts in their field. They all work with different industries. So there's, there's a bunch of us in this group where we work with, each one of us has a specialty where I am in the travel industry. There's one that's with real estate. There's a girl who is with the beauty industry. There's a girl that's with the fitness industry. Um, there, we just all have our own specialties, but we were talking about what we were seeing on a regular basis from people who either follow us or our clients or people who were coming to us with questions. And we were seeing these things over and over again. This is what, this is why it came from there. So what I want to say is this is not industry specific. This is what we're seeing across the board. And we want to make sure that our amazing followers, the people who listen to us talk and teach and the people that we have grown close to know how to fix these problems, because this will make a massive difference in the way that you run your business on social media. Okay. So 
the number one mistake, again, everybody said this, expecting posts to do all of your lead generation. What I mean by that is expecting that when you post on social media, that is the only thing you're going to have to do to bring in leads. If I just post consistently, that'll bring in leads. Y'all, that's just not the case. Now, it is a part of your marketing. Your marketing plan has to be a web of things that all work together to bring people through. But I have said it once, I'm gonna say it here, and I'm gonna say it again and again and again and again and again again. Your social media is the gap closer. It is what closes the gap, no matter how they find you. They might find you from a from a post on the explore page, but you can't you can't rely solely on people being able to find you on explore and then immediately decide that they're going to plan vacations with you okay so what are you doing to get them to your page that entire web looks like maybe it's like running ads maybe it's going to getting your boots on the ground and going to you know, chamber of commerce. It could be going to different events in your small town. It could be um, passing out business cards at your kid's school. It, I mean, there's so many things, running events, participating in events, do whatever that looks like. Put your boots on the ground, get active in the area and make sure your social media is on any business cards that you put out into the world, any postcards you put out into the world, QR codes that link to your social media wonderful things for you to have on there. If you do an event and you have a big banner, put a QR code that goes to your social media. Here's the thing. The social media is one of two things. It's either the handshake, their first impression of your business, or it's the authority builder. If they find you on social media, it's their first impression of you. And you're going to have to then create a if it's, the, if it's there for, you're going to have to then create a relationship. You're going to have to show them who you are behind that, whether that comes from commenting on their posts, having conversations in the DMs and letting them see who you are as a travel advisor, as a brand. If you're an agency owner, who you are as an agency owner, that leads you there, right? So if, if you, they find you on social media and that's their first introduction to you, you're going to have to create a here's who I am. So you've built your authority up front because your social media should be full of highlighting your service, building your authority. They should be able to see like what you do. They should understand all of those things. And they do that first when they find you on social media. And then you create a personal connection with them by being social on social media, connecting with them in the DMs, commenting, showing an interest in their life, all of those things. Or it's the reverse. So if they find you on, let's say that you do a um, spring fling festival. Yes, that is a Gilmore Girls reference. Y'all know. Let's say you do a spring fling festival at your kid's school. And the first thing that you're doing is showing up with... Um, and they get your business card, but you've made a connection. You're talking to them. You're smiling at them. You're relating to them because your kids are at the schools together and whatever. So now they they have that, that connection with you in their head. 
And now you're, whatever you're handing them points them to your social media. They go look you up on social media and then they see your authority because your social media has closed that gap. So one of the ways you have to also, the old adage of the no like and trust factor is 100% true. It doesn't always go in the no like trust order. Sometimes they learn who you are and they like you and then they go on to your social media and that's where they feel like they can trust you. And sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes they land on your social media first and they trust you because of, or, or they see your authority, which kind of leans them to trust, but then they have to figure out if they know and they like you. And so all of those things happen in different orders, but social media posts in it on their own cannot be your number one source of lead generation. They won't be, and they shouldn't be. Because if you are simply relying on the algorithms to create your lead generation, you've missed the boat. Even I, I am a strong believer in my social media strategies. I, I know that they work and I've seen great numbers. I've been running numbers because I've been at the end of six month contracts for several of our clients and we've been running the numbers and like where a business's engagement rate is like one to 3%, we're seeing anything from 12 to 15 to 20% engagement rates, which are great for businesses. But I also know that that alone is not going to be their own source, the, the only source of lead generation. Things work together. No matter how great you are on social media, there are other streams that have to get you there. Now, if you have an influencer style social media where you are, when you, where you've got, you know, 20,000, 50,000, 100,000 followers, it may be different, but when you are beginning your business and when you are in that range where you have followers, but you're not, you're not 10 K plus this is, this is what has to be done in order for you to be successful. I promise you. So that is the number one business mistake we see on social media. Okay. Number two, focusing on going viral or getting views. If I could tell you the times that I see people say, let me teach you how to go viral on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, you can, going viral is that you can put a plan together for going viral. You can go viral. It makes me want to, well, it gives me the heebie-jeebies, okay? Because that there is no strategy in virility. Those viral posts, the strategy behind them is just to get eyeballs. Okay, yeah, sure. Okay, I guess if a specific percentage of those people are interested, then okay, it all works out. But if you are focused so much on going viral and getting views that you aren't focused on the... Um, speaking directly to your ideal client, to your audience, what they need to hear, what they need to know, building that authority up and all you're focused on is getting views. You can do stupid reels all day long, stupid comedy reels that have zero purpose that will get a ton of views, but they served no purpose. And so I encourage you to stop stressing over the views. I, I mean, I really do. Your views are not what turn your business into successful or not successful. It is the quality of content and the connection that you make. I promise you that.
So reach is one of those every once in a while we'll run a trending audio reel on clients accounts that is that is designed for reach yes but there has to be a purpose to it there it still has to fit into the strategy or it doesn't go so it you have to have a plan behind it even if you're using trending audio even if you're doing it to try to get more reach if it's not speaking to your ideal client if it's not sharing your brand message stay away from it okay number three being more concerned with perfection than relatability i talk so every week inside subscribers and i usually do it on tuesdays because the podcast comes out on tuesdays um i host a subscriber chat where for 24 hours there is an open group chat that any of my subscribers on instagram can join they ask each other questions they ask me questions i respond to everything i possibly can we have a 24-hour chat and last week's chat there were several people talking about how hard it was for them to push post to go ahead and hit the post button because they're waiting for it to be perfect. Listen, y'all, relatability is so much more connecting than perfection. Now, I mean, I don't want you to go out there and just like be like, eh, whatever, it doesn't matter. It does matter, but it doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to relate. And so, Perfection is this idea, it's it's perfection procrastination, right? I can't do this until it's perfect. I can't do this until I can't do this until. Yeah, you can. Push post. I promise you the relatability factor is far more important, far more important than the perfection factor, okay? So when I say relatable and how to be relatable, what I mean is showcasing what real life looks like. Um, currently I'm recording this podcast at 6 30 AM on this Tuesday because I did not get it recorded yesterday because I had a migraine. And so my kid is outside this hallway running around and there is a possibility that he's going to bang on the store at any time. Y'all that's relatable. I hope, um, it's certainly not perfect, but it's not going to stop me from pushing post. And what I have learned is my ideal client is people that will relate to the fact that there's a kid outside the store who may need me at some point and he may not even need me he just may you know want something but that is there and and i i would i want to bring you value but if i wait for the perfect circumstances or the perfect podcast or the perfect post to get it to you all, you're never going to get anything from me because I'm imperfect. And I hope you can relate to that. It's also why I try to show up on my stories without makeup, with my under eye patches on or doing my skincare routine in the evenings or hair a mess or whatever, because real life is not always put together. And that's okay. People relate better to the people relate 
hearing people relate to the people behind the brand so when you have when you are at disney world and you have a toddler who is just having a complete and utter meltdown don't hide from that because they your ideal client is seeing that you understand what might happen to them and you can actually help them really because your life isn't all sunshine and rainbows and perfect all the time that is super important as you create social media to let go of perfection and try to hold tightly on to relatability how does this relate to my audience how am i speaking to them how can i connect with them is a much stronger sales tactic but also a much more authentic business model than perfection ever could be number four getting caught in a comparison trap okay there's so many ways that I, that i see travel agents getting caught in this comparison trap whether it is how many followers people have the types of content people are putting out into the world the um you know how many views people are getting all of those things also how often are they traveling well they're always they're always on a cruise so how can i compete with that or they're always you aren't in competition with them first and foremost you have to remember that success is not pie <laughs> there is enough success for everyone your ideal client is out there in our industry we believe no one should be traveling without the assistance of a travel professional that means there are endless clients for everyone so it is not you're not in competition for clients with anybody number one but number comparison is the stealer of your joy it's the thief of all joy and when you start comparing yourself to other people what you begin to do is you begin to what's the word mimic imitate other people instead of staying authentically in you in who you are and when you are mimicking or imitating other people there's no possible way no possible way for you to attract your ideal client because you're not being authentically you and so i have a couple hard and fast rules when it comes to this number one i follow very few social media people very few i'm very selective in who i follow and i'm quick to unfollow um but number two well and i also tend to not follow people who do exactly what i do so i follow again people who um work with different industries but i also do not consume content when i create content and that includes for my clients so one week out of every month is when i am building strategy for the next well we build strategy overall and then i do content planning monthly month to month for clients and when i am in the week that i am creating strategy and plans for my clients myself i don't consume content because what will happen is those things filter in so what i do throughout those other three weeks is i might save some posts 
And before I sit down to create plans, I make notes of if I've, if I'm like, oh, that's a good idea, but I could see us doing this different thing for somebody else. So I can be inspired by other content, by other people, by other creators. But I will go to that saved album on Instagram. I will make notes based on which client it's for. And then my phone goes out of the room as I am creating strategy. It is not with me. So I am not tempted to mimic or imitate anybody else. I have my notes to look at. I have their strategy to look at. I use other sources for content planning, keywords, um, different things that are being searched on Google, stuff like that. But I, no one else's content is in the room so that I am not tempted to mimic or imitate. And that has been a really good method for me. The only people that I'm willing to look back at is that own account. So my own account or the client's own account to repurpose or say, oh, this did really well. But I try to do that in my notes session so that I can take it forward. Okay. Comparing yourself will absolutely lead you to feel defeated. You are the only you. And so if you are not embracing the full you, you're not reaching your full potential. Comparing will not work. It is not a strategy. It is 100% a derailment of a strategy. Okay. All right. Number five, too much I and not enough you. I don't know if you've ever read the book, um, brand story by Donald Miller. I think it's brand story. Anyway, um, I'll put that on my, on an Amazon list, um, for books that are fabulous to read. I need to do that. Okay. I will do that. I'm making a note right now to do that. Um, but he talks about how you cannot be the hero of the story as the business. You have to be the guide. So every great story has a guide. Um, if we talk about Star Wars, Obi-Wan Kenobi comes in and Obi-Wan teaches Luke, right? Um, Yoda is a guide. These are all guides, but the hero is actually Luke. So these characters, you are the Obi-Wan in your content. You're the guide. Your client is the hero. They are the ones that like be the hero, y'all. Be the hero. Have this perfect vacation because I'm there to guide you. But you're the guide. And if you're telling all of your stories, yes, you 100% can tell about things that have happened to you, but how you can't tell it from a, here's a story about me. You have to tell it about, here's a story about me and how it impacts you. They, your ideal clients need to know how you're going to help them. I want you to look at your bio. Is your bio about you or is it about your ideal client? Are your captions about you or are they about your ideal client? Are they talking about how you can help them and how they will feel before and after? Every caption should tell a story. How they feel before, what you will do to guide them, how they'll feel after. That is, that's the model that you can use. 
over and over and over again. So really focus more on the you, meaning the reader, than the I, meaning the writer. All right. This last one also has been a comment, has, has started some comments on one of my posts on Instagram, but it is being too afraid to talk about your business. First off, to have a business, you have to talk about your business. Nobody's going to know about your business if you're not willing to talk about your business. And if all you're doing is getting on social media and giving tips and tricks, you come across like a, a blogger or an influencer. And that's great. Those, those, they have, they have merit, but are you being paid in that way? Are you being paid like a blogger and influencer or are you being paid as a travel advisor? Meaning planning vacations. I, I get this question. I'm going to do a full live on this exact topic right here. Um, this month on Instagram, but if you are too afraid to talk about your business because you're afraid you're going to come across salesy, I, I want you to check yourself. What is number one? What's making you feel that way? Are you using really heavy sales calls to action? If you are using like an immediate sales call to action, like book now, contact us now, yada, 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 yada. Click the link in my bio. Those do number one, they come across salesy, but number two, they, they require commitment from your audience. And in order for them to take action on those types of calls to action, they have to be a warmed up lead. And so if that is what's making you feel salesy, that's great. But if all you are, then I get it, right? Like ch change your calls to action. But if what is making you feel salesy is the fact that you're talking about what you do, I want you to check yourself. You can absolutely talk about what you do, how you help. If you are giving value, so let's say you are giving five tips to taking your first cruise. Five things every first time cruiser needs to know. You're giving away free value. They can save that post and get value out of that without ever speaking to you. But it... If you put in two to three sentences of what you do for first-time cruisers and how you help them, then you've told them your value. So instead of focusing on the fact that you feel like that you can you can give away value and talk about your business and your service simultaneously, you don't have to choose one or the other. You can do both. You just have to make sure that when you do that, you are giving, you're speaking to the right audience. But if all you're ever doing is tips and tricks and you're not showcasing the service you provide, you still look like a business, but you look like a different kind of business like a blogger, like an influencer, rather than a travel advisor. And so I really, the, the way to this, and I'm like I said, I'm going to do an entire live this month on Instagram on this exact topic. But the way to that is watching your calls to action, building connection, and making sure that everything you put out into the world has a service ad. What do you do? 
as it pertains to the content topic. They can take it or leave it and they will. And not everybody's your ideal client and that's fine. You can't give away too much information, but I can assure you, you can give away too little. And if you are giving away information without talking about how your service works within that, you're giving away too little. All right. So I want to know what you thought about this. Um, in about, well, this is going to go live probably around eight. So around nine is when I will open up my subscriber chat. If you are not currently a subscriber, let me tell you about being a subscriber. So first off, all you have to do to become a subscriber, it's $4.99 a month. So it's a great cost-effective investment into your business. Um, I do extra reels. I do extra, I do two lives a month, always a Q&A, always a, um, a topic live and always a Q&A live. Um, this month will be our first month, but we are doing roundtables with subscribers. So um, I have five girls that will come on the podcast with me and ask questions and we'll talk about it. And so anybody who's a subscriber is um, eligible for that. Um, we're going to do it again. Like I said, this month, um, it will be the 26th, I think, whatever that Tuesday is of May that will, that, that podcast will go live. Um, and I do the subscriber chats usually on Tuesdays. Um, next week it will probably not be on Tuesday cause I'm going to be at edge conference. But, um, anyway, I do a subscriber chat for 24 hours every week we do. Um, and I just, put out bonus content inside of that. And it's a great, great way to invest a little bit more into your business, but to feel like you're getting a big ROI because it's a low cost investment with a high yield of return. All right, y'all. So if you have any questions about that, you can DM me on Instagram and I will talk to you all again next Tuesday. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Social Takeoff Podcast. Make sure to leave us a review below and come find me on Instagram at Kelly Haysmith and let me know what you thought of this week's episode. Make sure to check back every Friday for a bonus episode, Five Things Friday, and every Tuesday for a brand new episode. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Social Takeoff Podcast. Make sure to leave us a review below and come find me on Instagram at Kelly Haysmith and let me know what you thought of this week's episode. Make sure to check back every Friday.